This is the Dancepreneuring Studio podcast session number 144, a community of hope and legacy. Hello and welcome to session number 144 of the Dancepreneuring Studio podcast. I'm Annette Bone and the Dancepreneuring Studio is the place where dance inspires life and business. I get the joy and the privilege of sharing my journey back into the dance world after a long time away from it, the lessons I've learned, the transformation I've experienced, and the wonderful creatives I've met along the way who also share their stories, their ideas, strategies, and tactics to help move your life and your business forward. So I get to share this wonderful, delightful conversation that I had with Junior, creator and founder of the JanFam movement a great organization that is inspired by the artist Janet Jackson and creating programs and opportunities to train with her dancers and choreographers for people, for kids uh, of all ages that maybe have not experienced that kind of setting in a very safe, nurturing community environment. And I got to go to a workshop actually a few months ago And I was so impressed. And I thought, I have to have Junior on the show. (laughs) So turns out we have quite a bit in common. His dance background and his background anyway is pretty interesting. And find out that um, we have quite a bit in common growing up in a military family and trying to make things work when we didn't have a lot of the resources that kids these days have. I mean, it's just crazy what's available now. But As always, I'm all about making things work with what you have, finding what works with what you have access to. And sometimes it's a little, sometimes it's a lot, but it's all about perspective and how you look at utilizing what you have. And in this day and age, there is a lot (laughs) that you can utilize. And it's just a matter of, again, having that right perspective. So without further ado, let's get into this wonderful conversation with Junior of the JanFam movement as we talk about his background, the purpose of the JanFam movement, and much more. Thank you so much for joining me. What's up, y'all? This is Junior, founder and creative director of JanFam the movement. You are now listening to another session of the Dancepreneuring Studio with Annette Vaughn. Now that you're warmed up, get ready to go full out with our feature presentation. Hi, Junior. Welcome to the podcast. How is your morning going? It's good. How are you doing, Annette? I'm doing well. I just actually got back from a yoga class. I wanted to be physically and mentally excited, as I always am after I do yoga or any type of workout in the morning. So I'm so excited for this. Um, We didn't get to talk that much uh, the first time that I met you at the last JanFam workshop. I know you were busy taking care of all the things that you do, making sure that the experience was going to be awesome for all the attendees involved. And, you know, as I was going through the classes and getting to meet people, I thought, oh, my gosh, I missed out on so much on the previous ones. I can't miss any more because it was so good. So I found out that um, obviously we're both fans of Janet Jackson and her work and the kind of person that she is. I found out something else that we have in common (laughs) from our background is that we could not afford dance classes. How did you make that work when you couldn't afford classes? How did you dance? What did you do? Well, how it got started was I was just, I'm going to be honest with you. I was a nosy little baby toddler. I just wanted to get into whatever fascinated me. And uh, one day I was just in my aunt's room and going through her uh, 
VHS tapes and I, I pulled out the Rhythm Nation short film and I became hooked. And uh, I was just had that thing on repeat like all day. And she came home from work and she saw me uh, mimicking the moves. And uh, that's how it kind of got started. But, you know, my mom, we were dirt poor, so I couldn't be in dance class. So my aunt, she would record any type of performance or any type of uh, special they had on MTV regarding dance. And mainly Janet could do that. It was something about her that resonated with me. And she just recorded everything for me to learn. And I just pretty much learned like that. So whatever I saw on TV, those people became my teachers and my room was my dance studio. So I did that um, up until high school. And kids didn't really know that I could dance. I kind of like kept that uh, a secret because, um, you know, where I'm from, I guess dance is kind of frowned upon. You don't really see too many people from my area that look like me that dance, you know, it was really shunned upon. So I kind of kept it secret for a while. Um, my family knew, but like other people, they just knew me for being really, uh, good with school and, you know, being like a little nerd or whatever. So, um, I did a, I did a, a talent show. I believe I think my sophomore year, and people were like, whoa, why didn't you tell us? You know, it's kind of like cause they saw me more of like a, a Steve Urkel. So this is more of my like oh my Stefan Urkel breakout moment. So I became like this totally different person. And they were like, holy crap, you know, and that's how that kind of catapulted. So I would make up dances with, you know, some of the kids in the neighborhood and, and, and this after school program I went to. And um, it just kind of grew from there. And I just, you know, whoever wanted to vibe, I just learned off of them. We learned from each other, but I really didn't have any formal training. Even up until now, I'm still, you know, considered a street dancer, I guess. Um, for me, like, it's not that I can't afford it now. I just feel like some of the things I see, it's not worth my money. And, and, and that's kind of why I started Jam Fam the movement because I wanted kids to get the best in education and be taught the proper way and not, you know, be, you know, trendy or, or go to classes just to be in someone's viral video. You know, there's, you know, they're going about the the wrong way in my humble opinion. So I just still am that street dancer. And I, I actually just take class at our events and, and get my fulfillment through that. Oh my goodness. You brought up a couple things that just sparked something within me. First of all, it, I get the impression that you were very disciplined when you're growing up because you're saying you're a nerd and you're a good student and all this did you put that kind of discipline into your when you were dancing? When you, would you say like, OK, so this time I'm going to practice from these videos and then I'm going to get together with my friends and we're going to practice this. Were you very methodical about that or were you just like, oh, I just want to dance. Let's, you know, whenever I could, I'm going to dance and practice and all that. How did you do that? Um, let me see. I th yeah, I think it was more of a discipline because my dad was in the military. So I was very, you know, he, I was like in that Sarah Connor type of training because my mom, you wake up at 430, you go drop him off for PT and I would have my books like I was very disciplined at, at two years old, I believe. And my mom would sometimes catch me in the room and she would like look at me how focused I was trying to learn the movements and get them right. And, you know, I used to be so shy. I didn't want her looking at me and I would close the door and sometimes she would open it and peep it at me. But yeah, I was always very disciplined because I just had it in my mind that you know, I'm going to dance for Janet one day. Or I'm going to meet these dancers and do something cool with them. Like I had it in my mind, like this was going to happen and nobody could tell me, you know, you're, you're, you're a crazy kid, but you know, <laughs> 
crazy focused. That's that's the impression I get is you're, you're crazy focused about your goals. And now I found out something else we have in common. My dad was in the military too. What branch of service was your your family? Uh, he was the Army Reserve. I remember us being in Colorado for for a hot minute in Fort Carson. So. Yeah, I'm a military brat, so... Me too. Yeah. So am I. My dad was in the Army as well. So <laughs> all these things I'm finding that, that we have in common. Oh, my gosh. And then also, um, I really liked what you brought up, which I am, quite frankly, was a, a little surprised. But as I'm getting to know you better and um, hearing you talk about what the purpose is be- behind JanFam, you want to train whether they're younger kids, older people that maybe have fallen away from dance or whatever that come to these workshops. It's about the training. It's about the immersion in the style and learning, not about getting into some viral video and just the whole exterior purpose, which, you know, I'm all for me. I talk about this so much on my podcast and with uh, people in and out is that I'm very much all about all aspects of dance, whether it's for entertainment, whether it's for exercise, whether it's to explore movement for other purposes, for acting, whatever, the whole artistic aspect of dance and what it does for you inside the studio, outside the studio, in another career, whatever. However, like I find myself being more drawn to the process. And I've talked about this a lot more recently with different people is that I absolutely love the process of training. I love getting in there and seeing, okay, what can I do? Uh, How can I get my body to do this? Because everybody's body is different. Everybody interprets movement differently. There are specifics, of course, and technique and stuff. But like for JanFam, going in there, learning intricate choreography, groovy choreography, getting the different perspectives of the um, people that you've brought on board, it's such a great immersive process. And I love the fact that you're clear about your vision, about your mission, your values. And I think that totally translates to the whole experience of what you provide. So I'm so glad that you brought that up. But like I said, I was a little surprised just because of the whole, you know, it, especially living in LA and I'm sure you found that out now. It's, it's a different, yeah. it's a different um, goal sometimes with people and that's fine. It, if that's their goal, that's fine to be seen and all that. For me, I just, I love the process and uh, the approach approach of what dance does, regardless of style, regardless of um, whether it is more on the technical, traditional side, or if it's more commercial. Does that make sense? I, I No, it makes I perfect just, sense. Know. It really does. And and when I actually started, you know, this dance project for Jam Fam, the movement, I wanted, you know, for me personally, I've always wanted to know what it took to dance for Janet and what it was like to be mm-hmm. a kid. So I crafted that experience where people that even observed or who participated as a dancer or who didn't have, you know, experience in dance, I wanted them to feel like an honorary kid. And that's why this all is, is, is important to me because, you know, we lost, you know, Mike Andrews earlier this year and he was yeah. the first person that, that believed in me in this project. And I was like, I, I want, you know, us, you know, meaning, you know, myself and the faculty and the staff, you know, we find the best dancers, you know, at our events and train them to follow in you guys' footsteps. So when you guys are here, we have, you know, that next season of dancers to, to lead the way. And that's what uh, made me focus about keep on doing this project is that we need, you know, the kids to, to, to lead the right way, but they have to be taught a certain way. They can't be, you know, doing provocative moves and they're like 13 years old. Like, you know, I wouldn't have my child be 
doing that stuff. And that's, you know, kind of like why I shy away from some of the commercial things, because their intent and their 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 focus is is totally different than mine. And I just can't, you know, be involved in that. And I, I couldn't represent something that 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 um would, would uh, do that for, for our youth. And, you know, that's why I'm glad I have uh, people like Tina because she's an ambassador for iPad for change.org. And she talks about these things. So I, it's, it's great to find out that, you know, not only myself, but the people that are with me, we all share the same, you know, goals as far as protecting our youth, but also educating them the right way with dance. What was the process of getting the dancers and choreographers on board with JanFam? Oh my gosh. In the beginning, I was so scared because it's like, how do you, <laughs> like, how do you go and approach these people with something of a, of, of a project, this magnitude where it hasn't been done before, you know, in the beginning I got like, Whoa, like this is dope. Like, you know, then I got some like, Whoa, you know, I never thought of this. Why didn't we think about this? But in the beginning it was extremely hard because um, you don't know what their personality is going to be like. You know, everyone's schedule is super busy. Um, for me, it was hard because, you know, I did this project on my own. Um, it was all finance for me. I didn't have any outside help. So I had to pretty much, you know, get everything on on board. And, and gracefully, those that, that could make it and, 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 you know, they could fit in their schedule, they just gracefully said yes. And I was just like, oh, my God, this is going to be cool if it all works. I know we did try to do it in Florida, just things didn't work out, I guess, with scheduling and other things, you know, behind the scenes. But we did win in North Hollywood, I believe, uh, last August. And that's the one that I think, you know, personally, that made it make sense because we had like all of the different eras in one building. And that was one of the goals is to kind of get all the different eras together so that fans can kind of get that reunion type of feel. Um, and, and I'm happy that we accomplished that because that's what kind of catapulted the events after we just started building more with more of the different varieties of, of Janet dancers throughout the years. I love the variety. I love that there, it's not uh, the same. Like you said, each era, each and because she has evolved so much and influenced the music and dance scene so much, I love there's such a different feel for each of the types of choreography and the dancers and stuff. And what is uh, something unexpected that has happened in the process of creating this entity? Something unexpected. Like I said, one was, was Mike passing away. That was totally oh, unexpected yeah. for me because he was, he was my right-hand man, you know, my big brother who always had my back and took me under his wing and made sure that, you know, when I couldn't get a hold of some dancers, he would, you know, handle that or, or make sure that they were okay. And um, when he passed, I was, I felt kind of, you know, alone because we kind of were, you know, each other's creative partners and we would just bounce off ideas and, and really have each other's back. So when he passed, I was just like, okay, what, what in the heck do I do now? You know? So that was a, a, a huge void for a couple of months for me. Cause I didn't know, you know, what I was going to do. I, I wanted to actually quit, you know, and, and everyone was like, oh. no, you can't, Mike will, Mike will haunt you if you do. And I was <laughs> like, oh, but you know, it's, it's, it's kind of hard. Like when you start something with somebody and, and they're gone, it's like, you know, how, how do you do that while grieving? And, and, um, that was one of the, the unexpected things, uh, that, that happened with this project. And, um, I think another for me was, um, let's see, what's another unexpected moment for me was when we did the, the North Hollywood event and, and Tina sent me a, a really sweet message and she, uh, 
told me that this was like so dope and professional and it was like you know she was working for janet again and and you know what i'm doing for the fans is really amazing and that just touched my heart because you know tina landon she's like you know the top of the top and if you can impress her like you're doing something really cool and you know she's such a sweetheart so that really made my my, my day when she sent me that message and it was totally unexpected i just thought that you know i'll, I'll see you later tina no but for her to say that i was just like oh wow I did it, you know? <laughs> yeah, it's really cool to get the positive affirmation from people that you admire. And I think one one thing that I found is that when people are purposeful and they do things because they're passionate about it and not necessarily because they're looking for accolades, that is just a serendipity. It comes anyway, whether you expect it or not. And And if you're on focus and on point with what you're doing, whether it's dance or some other career or some other project, when you immerse yourself so much in what the vision is and what the values are and everything else is kind of, you know, icing on the cake. It's great, but it's not the whole purpose of it. Like I, you know, I get from you, Junior, that really it is about the education process, the, the immersion in the, in what the culture that Janet has created with her dancers and the dance experience. And, you know, I, I felt that again, attending and I thought, oh my gosh, this is really why can't all dance experiences be like, be like this where everybody's supportive? Because, you know, certain people, you know? Yeah, I hate to say it and I hate to, to, to be really open and honest and raw about it, but certain people's intents are, are wrong. Some people, they, they talk about oh, we're a family environment, but when you go there, you don't feel it. You know, you can mm-hmm. feel like there's something, uh, what's the word I want to use? Don't want to say it, but it sounds harsh, but fraudulent about it. Let's just be real. It sounds very fraudulent. Uh-huh. And I didn't want that. I wanted people to come in, whether you had experience or not, that, you know, we're not here to compete with one another. We are really family. It's okay to mess up. We're not at an audition. You know, we're here to learn and grow with each other and make meaningful connections. And you don't get that in in an hour, hour and a half class. You know, the teachers, they just there to get paid. Let's just be real. They just there to get paid and on to the next gig. You know, they got rent to make. For me, I really want them to take the time out and, and learn from these people and to, you know, hear their stories on working with Janet or what it takes for them to last in this business. Because, you know, they, they've had that longevity. They've had that experience where the information that they have to offer, you really can't get that anywhere. And I, that's, I think, you know, for me, that's that's why it's important that we have these things and educate you know, the kids as possible as much as possible. I'm sorry, because, you know, they need this stuff to succeed. That's just my opinion. And you were, I know you had mentioned before about the importance of history, which I think is huge because there's such a great lineage in the, in the dance world period. There's so much history that we can learn from and honor because of the process. And if it wasn't for these people and for these techniques that were developed and this mindset, then we wouldn't have access to what we have access to now and be able to develop that. So I think for me personally, I love people that can really put emphasis on that, on history. Uh, my dance trainer is very much about that. And I so appreciate that about him. And when I was in college, I really didn't take focus in that. I have to say, I my my goals were different. <laughs> you know, when you're younger, it's like, yeah, I want to be out there and that kind of thing. It's very different now. But I really like that you're, you are very clear on your values, your mission. And I think that has probably helped you in getting your team on board. Would you agree with that? Or would you say it was hard to get? I, I can't imagine that it was that hard just because of the kind of person that you are 
and because of um, you, you mean you know, as far as the people that, that helped me out at the events, the, the team that yes, that in that yes, sense, yeah. or the faculty? Oh, um, well, it's weird. Yeah, they yeah. all came to the event just to be a, an observer and supporter. You know, I was running around doing all this stuff by myself, and they were like, "Hey, bro, you need some help?" And I was like, <laughs> "Yeah, I kind of do." You know, could you help me move this stuff over here? They're like, yeah, we got you. And you know, they were like, "Hey, I think you know we should we should all group up. You know, help you out with these events. I know you can't." do these things by yourself. I was like, yeah, I sure could use the help. And that's just how it started. You know, it was just, I guess the right timing, you know, we all didn't know each other before all this. And, and somehow through these events, we all became you know, our own little tight family. Of course, we're all going to disagree, agree, laugh, cry, get bad, you know, but at the end of the day, when we pull these events, you know, we're, we're a unit and um, that's what it's about. Um, because, you know, Janet, she she incorporates that in her environment with the people that she brings on board, too. You know, at the end of the day, we're all family. We're all a unit. So I just created that same type of flow of energy throughout this entire process with the team, with the faculty, even with the kids, too. So I love that. I love that. It's very obvious and it's very tangible. I definitely felt it going to my first one. So well done on your part and your team's part. So that's really, really encouraging. Such a blessing to be in that. Country. And I will say this, too, because in the beginning, uh, before I even did the dance of it, I wanted to do a documentary while she was on tour meeting certain fans. But I was so shy when I was starting this out because I just didn't want it to be considered just a fan because, you know, I do have a, a, a regular life, I would say. I wouldn't say a normal life because, you know, I'm kind of crazy <laughs> but uh crazy creative i'll say that much crazy creative but you know i just didn't want that stigma oh here's just this fan trying to get some attention from janet or whatever that wasn't the intent at all like i didn't even want people to know that this was me so i you know kind of had to create this different persona so that i can just chill a lot of people didn't know i was doing this they just thought i was working for this through somebody else so when people kind of found out, I don't know how, you know, I was like, yeah, kind of, that was me. You know, I, I don't like that attention because it takes away the focus of what's really important. And that's dance education and learning, you know, more things about the, the art of dance the right way. It's still a little bit difficult, you know, getting support from the fans, you know, because, you know, there's different groups and stuff online that you see. Of course, everyone loves Janet. But, you know, I see some things where people are in com competition with one another. Well, I have all these followers and I have all these likes. And, you know, here I am. I'm like, I don't care about any of that stuff because, you know, for me, I'm here to help other people out who used to be like me, who felt like it was impossible to, to, to dream. It was impossible to achieve a goal because of, you know, whether it's people around you saying you can't do this or your bank account saying, hey, bro, you can't do this today. <laughs> you know, I didn't I didn't want that for the people. So when I'm put into that fan group category, it kind of you know makes me upset because I feel what I have to offer is completely different. You know, I don't really um, regurgitate any of, of, of Janet news stuff, like whether she's on vacation with her kid or if she, you know, is spotted somewhere like that's that's. You know, that's not me. You know, I see her as just a regular human being. You know, she's such a sweet person, I must say, very beautiful in person. But for me, I, I'm there to educate and I'm there just to, you know, 
inspire people through her artistry, but let Janet live her life, if that makes any sense. Oh, yes, it makes a lot of sense. And I think anybody that attends your events will get that after they experience it. That is the last thing it's really about. Her work is the focus of what the experience is, but it's not, uh, like you said, it's definitely, I definitely did not get that impression whatsoever, being there and getting to know you and finding more out, uh, out about JanFam. And, and all, a lot of it too has to do with the people that you've brought on. I mean, it's, it's really not about that. That is like, it was far from my mind. I didn't, that didn't even enter my mind. I was just thinking, my goodness, what a great experience, a one of a kind experience where it is really about the dancing and about the community and uh, learning and elevating yourself and challenging yourself in a way that is very encouraging. So we need more stuff like this. <laughs> my opinion. I, I hope so. I hope this can continue. I, I really hope this can, can grow and perpetuate in something bigger. Um, my, my only fear is that, you know, we fall into that, that convention category. And that's something I'm trying to shy away from because starting this, you know, I looked at what other entities were doing. I won't mention any names, but I saw that parents were wasting hundreds of dollars for a one to two day hotel convention and the kids weren't getting anything of value. You know, their kid is one out of mm-hmm. a couple of hundred and, and what, contact what type of connection are they making with the choreographer is it just a head nod or a thumbs up you know for a couple hundred dollars you know that's a waste of money that's a waste of resources you know why not scale it down make it an intimate venue and have the teacher be able to talk to the children and and connect with them and have them ask questions and spend that time with them instead of feeling like you know oh gosh, you know, here's another one of these conventions. I can't, you know, I can't, you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't want it to be that aspect. So for us to grow, I just feel like it's going to have to be much more than just the convention status. Because I do know what we do in regards to dance education. We provide so much of value. Of course, you know, we dance to Janet stuff. We hear awesome stories. We get great training. But, you know, at the end of the day, those kids walk out feeling like I can do this. And even the parents have a great time, too. And that's even cooler because I see the parents dancing twice as hard as their children because they grew up watching <laughs> the stuff. So they're like, yeah, I'm going to learn Rhythm Nation. Oh, yeah, I'm going to learn if, you know. So it's pretty cool just to see the the bridging of the generation gaps through Janet, through through what we're doing yeah. with Jam Family Movement. And that's yeah. all organic. Like I didn't plan for this to happen at all. Like as far as the the, the level of bonding and just the energy flexure. I'm sorry, energy structure. I didn't plan for any of that. It just happened organically. So I just hope that we can keep that same momentum and that same flow of energy no matter where we go. And hopefully people resonate with it. Yes, I think but, the the people that are supposed to resonate with it, as with anything it'll be the right people that are supposed to resonate with it and that are supposed to experience this. And then you have people that will be loyal for life for this, you know, to support this and for the whole experience. And I love that the impression I also get is that you're very much about the organic process. So as this grows, it's not forced and it's sequential and it goes in the timing that it's supposed to go. That's the feeling I get that it's not about forcing things to happen, but allowing things to take their course and to develop the way that they're supposed to. So I really appreciate that too. 
I think that's the way it can, it can happen because, you know, kids are very brutal and they're honest. So they can tell yes. if something's real and something's <laughs> not. <laughs> yeah. They will not hold back their, uh, their input. At all. I do appreciate that, At too, all. you know. So <laughs> I'm going to go into <laughs> what I call the dance printer quick step. And the first question is dance style you haven't tried but would like to and why? I would want to try tap because I was heavily influenced by Gregory Hunt and Sammy Davis Jr. And I've always wanted oh, to God. make noise yeah. in my house, but my mom was like, no, we ain't doing that today, baby. <laughs> <laughs> so I would want to learn tap and to also experience what it's like to create rhythm with my feet. Because you write songs too, right? You're involved in the music business as well, right? I forgot about that. Yes, yes. I, I'm a songwriter. Like that just happened out of nowhere. I just had a lot of... Uh, thoughts and emotions and I just started writing them out and it somehow made sense you know <laughs> so yeah Ooh. would you be willing to share <laughs> um as far as my music you want to you know hear some stuff yeah I'll send you some of my music yeah it's pretty cool a lot of kids oh dig it oh my gosh yeah I would love to that just because you know as an artist you the, the influences that you pull from different places in your experience I always like to know the the backstory of what Make someone create something. So uh, yeah, whenever you get a oh yeah, I have a yeah. I have some I have some, I have some bops. You know, it's it's all family friendly too. You know, with my music, I don't like using expletives or, or explicit content because these kids have to listen to the stuff. And you know, if you're you know whether you realize or not, you're a role model. Whether it's little old me or you know Janet, you know we're all role models. So whatever we put out there. People are listening and watching. So whatever you say, they're going to, you know, they're going to examine everything. And if you're talking about the wrong messages, you know, you could lose a potential person that you could help out. So, yeah, my music is is for everybody. Good. I can't wait to hear it. So who is your favorite choreographer or dancer and why? Oh, choreographer. Oh, gosh. You're going to do this to me. Oh, gosh. Uh, Top three choreographers. Tina Landon, Rob Vincent, because he's done a lot for the industry and a lot of movement and structure that we've seen in a lot of videos that you'll know that it's grounded from him. So he's my second one. And my third, let's see, I would have to say, oh, God, they're going to kill me. I would say Travis Payne and Lavelle Smith and the stuff they do with Michael. That stuff was Ah. genius. Yeah, well, those are amazing people that you mentioned. Would you say also that they are on your top favorite list because of not only because of their work, because but also because of the kind of people that they are together with that, that combo. Well, I haven't met Travis and Lavelle. I, I, I mean, I've seen them in person myself, Travis in person at uh, Janet's uh, party, but Lavelle, he uh, reached out to me. He was so sweet, but I can tell that there was a sense of uh, um, kindness and, and warm uh, welcoming. So yeah, they, they all are really good people. And like I said, we just don't have that anymore. And, you know, they still are at it like it's, you know, the 80s. They still put in that same work ethic and you do not see that anymore. And that's why I have them on board because he's, you know, hate to say these new kids just don't get it yet. You know, you know, of course, they're they're amazingly talented. But, you know, somehow I would say, oh, some have that mentality. Oh, we're being hired. You know, we're the top because we got this many followers. We got this many views on YouTube. But. They just don't put in that same type of work that a Tina Landon or a Rob Vinson or a yes. Vincent Patterson or a Travis Payne will put into whether it's a project, whether it's a rehearsal. It's just a different level of discipline. It is. Oh, my goodness. It's interesting you brought up Vincent Patterson because I was invited to cover his documentary a couple of weeks ago. 
but I had to leave early because I had this coughing fit. I hardly get sick and it came and I had to leave early and he was, it was such a small, intimate group and I had to miss, oh my gosh, you mentioned him and I'm like, oh, like, <laughs> I guess it wasn't, it wasn't meant to be at that time for me to talk to him. Anyway, I just, I go off on a tangent. Yeah, Vincent is very underrated too, in my opinion as well. Yeah, I know, of course, he, he's never worked with Janet, but I respect everything that he's done from, from Michael and, yes. and with Janet and, and some of his recent stuff he's done for like Broadway shows too. He's a very brilliant choreographer and creative director. He is. And um, I did not know, because I, I wasn't keeping up with him, that he did um, the Cirque du, Soleil, Cirque du Soleil Elvis Las Vegas yes. show. And just what went into that, I'm like, oh, my gosh. And he's so humble. He, he's oh, yeah. very much, he said very much behind the scenes, like he never wanted it to be about him. It was always about who he was working with, which I just I so appreciated that. You know, uh, hearing his stories and stuff, I was like, yeah, I need to I need to follow and it's footsteps because like I said, I love being more behind the scenes than on camera. I don't know. I guess I'm still that little shy little kid that doesn't want nobody to see me do stuff. I guess, but when I dance, I'm just, I'm completely a different guy, but I love being behind the scenes. That way I can get out all my creative juices and, and let others just run with it. That's more that's exciting for me than to be on camera. That's a great perspective about getting your it's outlet to get your creative juices out through another person another artist oh yeah yeah i mean because it's like that's why i respect you know what, what what gil does now with janet because you know he used to be the dancer on stage with her and still be creative director yeah. on the side but now he's complete in the back and he's like created this brilliant show with janet and i think it's one of the best and i'm like wow so this is how you're supposed to do it. You know, I have all my little concerts on, on VHS still and DVD. I, I used to analyze that stuff. Like I would go to concerts and not even watch what's on stage. I would watch the people working everything from the mixing board, even to the guys ringing up. Like I'm, I'm five years old watching all the stuff, taking notes because, you know, once again, I had it in my mind that I was going to do this one day. So I had to really pay attention and kind of understand how all these things work. And I guess that's, that's what made me. Oh, yeah. That's what made me kind of what I am today. I still have a lot to learn and still a lot to to grow from. But I think with what we're doing and the people that I'm, I'm, I'm helping out, I'm, I'm headed in the right direction. I really believe that. Yes, definitely sounds like it. And I love that you talked about that, that since you were little, you were paying attention to all those behind the scenes details. It's starting to make a lot of sense. <laughs> so that's really cool. And I don't know where it, where it came from. Honestly, it's not like I told you, I don't have any training. It was just something, you know, God gave me. And, and I felt like if I didn't put any type of effort to it, whether it's, you know, practicing or writing down these thoughts that I would lose this gift. You know, I was really afraid that this wasn't going to happen if I didn't do something with it, whether somebody believed me if they did. And as long as I got their energy, I'm doing my purpose here on Earth. And I, I just want other people to use me as an example and to never give up. You know, I'm from the hood. I'm from, I'm from, I'm from, you know, this little, little small town called Clearwater, Florida, where we don't have these things. And if I can do something with, with my talent and, and, and my gift, regardless of what I have going for me, I know that other kids can do it too. And I just don't want them to ever 
take no for an answer and don't listen to people to tell them, you know, you can't do this or I'm sorry, you know, this is not going to happen for you. And they need to really get that out of their system. I know it's hard, but I think that's why I'm here to help them to realize, hey, I used to be where you are and and, and I can help you. You just got to, you know, believe in yourself, believe in yourself, believe in yourself. Oh, you are talking my language. <laughs> Goals, overcoming, pushing through, persistence. That's, uh, gosh, it just excites me so much. As you're talking about this, I'm like sitting in my chair getting all excited, Junior. Oh, my God. <laughs> this is exactly the kind of stuff I love because it is about that. When you've been, when you've grown up a certain way and you've had challenges that you've had to overcome and you know what it feels like to struggle and to go for something and get, you know, get pushed back and have people to, Oh my gosh, this, this is, it breaks my heart. Honestly, it it, it makes me upset because it's like, who are you to tell somebody they can't do something? Who are you to tell them that their dream is too complicated because, Hey, not everybody makes it out of here. No, no one ever gets to Mm -hmm. do this. Like, who are you to say that to somebody, you know, like, how dare you, you know, you don't know what that does to somebody mentally, even emotionally. And, you know, that's why I, I, you know, with our events, I give out a lot of scholarships because I don't want people to be turned away because they don't have the money. You know, I don't care about that financial stuff. And like, just if you want to dance, your child wants to do this, come on, we're family. It's cool. Don't worry about, you know, the money. It's fine. I want you to learn. I want you to get the best experience possible and then pay it forward to somebody else. That's what it's about. Yes. Ooh. This is such good stuff. So our last question is dance style that describes your day and why? How are you feeling right now? Oh, well, this is a dope conversation. So I just feel like, uh, oh, yeah, I would say for me right now, it's more of like a street jazz this morning because I feel like, you know, got a little 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 bop to my day, my morning, got a little little groove going. Um, but normally it's hip hop because it's it's usually chaotic and it's a lot of <laughs> different accents, and energies, and different expressions. So normally it's hip hop, but it's more right now. It's a little little mellow street jazz, just a little bit. Oh, I love street jazz. Oh, that's a great description. Oh, awesome. So if you want to find out more about Junior and his awesome team and the wonderful dancers he's brought on, the choreographers he's brought on. For Jan Fam Movement, you can find them at janfammovement.com. I'll link all of this information in the show notes. Be on the lookout for the next events coming up. You don't want to miss it. Junior, this has been such a delight to have you. I'm so excited that I found out that we have more things in common. And I love that um, I was able to talk with you and find out more about your background, your vision, your purpose. It's awesome. And I'm so excited about what you have ahead. Thank you so much for being on the podcast. The pleasure is on mine. Thank you enough for having me on the show. This is awesome what you're doing. And I hope a lot of people, whether they're dancers, listeners, they pay attention to what you're doing because you're providing a great service for the community. like to continue this conversation or any conversation on dance life and business, I would love to have you in my private Facebook group, the Dancepreneuring Collective. And you can just send me a direct message. I will add you and look forward to getting to know you better. If you found this podcast helpful or any of the other sessions helpful, if you've listened, I would really appreciate a rating, a review and for you to subscribe on either Apple Podcasts, Stitcher Radio or Google Play. And that way I can continue improving it 
as well as get your name out on a future session of the Dancepreneuring Studio. Until next time, I pray that you have an exceptional week and more blessings than you can imagine. I really look forward to talking with you again. Thank you for listening. This has been a session of the Dancepreneuring Studio. Find the archives of this show at annettebone.com slash podcast or on iTunes. Contact Annette at annettebone.com. This podcast copyright by annettebone.com and dancepreneuring.com. All rights reserved. The Dancepreneuring Studio is the place where dance inspires life and business.